0: The long winter of our discontent appears to be over, and we now are on the verge or the cusp of the long summer months. But I have to bring you back for a moment to the beginning of January, January the 6th, actually, the Feast of the Epiphany, when right after the Gospel there takes place a short, a brief rite called The Announcement of the Date of Easter and the Movable Feasts. The Ceremoniali Episcoporum, the book that describes the liturgies at which a bishop presides, says that it should be proclaimed by a deacon vested in a cope using the same chant tone that is used for the proclamation of the exultet at the beginning of the Easter vigil, the blessing of the Easter candle, in fact. It's that last little bit about the musical setting that provides the crucial piece of information that reveals the meaning of this rite in the liturgy of the Epiphany. Because the proclamation of Easter and the movable feasts is a ritual reminder of the centrality of the resurrection in the liturgical year and the life of the Church. It's why the movable feasts, Ash Wednesday, Ascension Thursday, Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, Corpus Christi, Sacred Heart, all depend on when Easter falls in any particular year. So the proclamation begins, No, dear brethren, that as we have rejoiced in the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, so by leave of God's mercy we announce to you the, with joy uh, his resurrection. On the first day of March will fall, Ash Wednesday, and the beginning of the fast of the most sacred season of Lent, April 16th we will celebrate with joy Easter Day, the Paschal Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 25th of May will be the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 4th of June, the Feast of Pentecost. On the 15th day of June, the Feast of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ. On the 3rd of December, the first Sunday of Advent of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom is honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is what Father Pryor sang back on the 6th of January. It already signaled... That the season of Easter ends with Pentecost on the 4th of June, next Sunday. But the calendar is not the only clue that Easter, the season of Easter, is coming to an end. The somewhat somber passage that we just heard from John's Gospel is another indication that there is a transition in the works. If it doesn't sound like the joyful resurrection accounts we heard for the first couple of weeks of Easter, it's because this Sunday's passage is taken from an earlier part of John's Gospel. The setting is not the empty tomb on Easter Sunday morning, but the upper room on Holy Thursday night. We're listening to the dinner conversation at the Last Supper called the Last Discourse. A dozen verses or so later, the Lord Jesus will cross the Kidron Valley to the Garden of Gethsemane, and in less than 24 hours, he will be arrested, tried, crucified, dead, and buried. This is yet another of the consequences of the Incarnation that we often forget about when we make merry at Christmas. The moment the Logos became flesh, he accepted for himself the relentless logic of human existence— that binds you and I and everyone else on the planet. No matter who we are in life, we share a grave as a common and inescapable fate. As we see in the liturgy of Good Friday, the Lord Jesus is no exception to that rule. Given this fact, it should never surprise us that many out there doubt the truth of Easter. Most of us, even those who believe, have little actual experience with people who have returned from the grave. I, I've none from my family. This is why the skeptics usually make the headlines whenever an archaeologist in Jerusalem digs up an ossuary with the name Yeshua on it, a name as common in Israel in the first century as Jim, Bobber Bill in America today. This is offered as proof that the resurrection of Christ is a myth One of the more troublesome aspects of our modern culture is that people often find it difficult to separate fact from fiction. It's a small step from believing that Easter is a hoax invented by the Apostles to relieve their troubled conscience to believing that the Apollo moon landing was faked or that the government is actually run by aliens or that the Jesuits were the masterminds of 9-11 and that Elvis is alive. And, of course, we all know that that's based on a recent Elvis sighting at a Walmart in Ashtabula, Ohio. Mark, Mark Twain was right when he said that the most striking difference between a cat and a lie is that a cat only has nine lives. If the Lord Jesus is just another dead man, then what's the difference between our Sunday assembly and a meeting of the local garden club. But the difference is not merely on the level of faith. All of us know people who have passed on into the next life. When we talk about them, we use usually verbs in the past tense. We don't expect that they're going to call us on the phone or send us an email to let us know how they're doing on the other side. And we certainly can't call them because nobody knows what the area code for heaven is. But we do have these expectations. We do have expectations for people who are alive. They make an impact on our lives in small ways or often in profound. The same is true of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is he dead or is he alive? This is the crucial question that confronts every baptized believer. Because if, in fact, he is dead and his bones are lying in a grave somewhere in Israel, there's not much we can expect from him except a desire to profit by his example in some vague moral way, a la the Gospel of Nice. But if in fact he rose from the dead on that first Easter Sunday, then everything we know and everything we understand about him, ourselves, the world, and the brute fact of death changes. We can expect to have a living relationship with Christ that is life. Will have an impact on us, and our lives, and our lives will have an impact on Him, and that we must never forget either. That is the good news that the liturgy wants us to carry with us through the church's long march through the coming months, and especially every week at the Sunday Eucharist, until Easter comes again next year on April the 16th, 2018.